Hi, this is David, and welcome back to the Benefits of Being a Single podcast, a podcast in which I have an open discussion about some of the things that I've been able to learn and appreciate throughout my time of being single. And in this episode, I have Manuel, another buddy of mine, to join me in for in a conversation to discuss some of the things that he's been able to learn and appreciate throughout his time of being single. Um, I'm not sure if it, if you guys been able to tell by now, but my process and recording is I don't record the intro and the outro at the recording date of the episode. The way my process is is that I try to capture just a, just a general conversation or thoughts that me and my guests have, and afterwards I'll follow up and add in back the intro. And it's especially noticeable in this episode because we had started talking prior to me remembering to hit the record button. So it kind of starts off in a different format. So hopefully it's not an issue for anybody, but if so, then sorry, but if, if I hope, I hope you still find somewhere to be able to get some out, out of it. And here it goes. I think, uh, like one thing that stuck with me was you had mentioned so, I have always thought of the app being whatever people make it of it yeah. is what it is. And you phrased it another way where you have said, you kind of like reference, it's just the app itself, but it's the people that's on it that's making it what it is. Yeah. Uh, the app just provides a venue for the people that the content, not the content, but the quality yeah, yeah, yeah. of people like to, to, to merge onto it. And there are a lot of people that are completely against it you know like that they're above it in a way and not to sound like conceited or but they see themselves being on an app like that has such negative conversation to it as lowering themselves to a lower grade of people and this and that whatever which i'm sure a lot of in a lot of ways i guess you can say that because it's 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 an app that's meant for facilitating hookup right so it's going to be as impersonal as possible it's right to the point whatever but if you take it for something more than what it is, right? And like use it to actually get through to people mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Even if you disconnect with one person, like it's already changing the whole dynamic. And there's a universal consciousness. So the more people do it, I think the more it'll, you know what I'm saying? Like it'll, it'll. So like, do you think right now more people refer to it as it being a, a sex app, an app for hooking, hooking up? Are you saying that it's just what majority of the people that's on there, that's what they chose to use the app for? Like, mainly just to hook up, not to actually try to, I guess, build anything else besides that. Right, like a mental connection or, or yeah. an actual human connection. Or, yeah, or like friendship. I think that's just basic. Have you ever met a friend out there? Yes, a lot of them. And what facilitates the transfer, like right now, this is uh, not a hookup, it's going to be friendship. It's right off the bat. Unfortunately, we're image conscious society. If you're attracted to or not attracted to the person, you know, a lot of people either won't respond, they'll block, do whatever. I always respond. And give the person, like, if they're not, if I'm not attracted to them, they're like, hey, I'm sorry, um, you're not really what I'm looking for, you know, um, but you look interesting, so what's up? Or, you know, like, not to even, like, you patronize do, them. You do that? Yeah, oh, because yeah. here's my thing. If I just don't respond or whatever, mm-hmm. it's, I feel it's a missed opportunity. First of all, they're probably going to keep bothering you because it happens, right? They'll keep, they will, some people are persistent. If you tell them right off the bat, like, hey, you're not my type, you know, but like, you know, good luck or, you know, have a good one or something nice. Now they know, hey, it's, it's a wrap. They can move on or go on about their business. Or what happens is sometimes they'll be like, 
Well, you know, you, you seem kind of cool, you know, like I was just interested in your picture. You have such a, like a cool image. Like I just kind of wanted to talk to you that now you, you've interested me, right? Because now I get a chance to talk about myself because I know it's a lot going on, but when I explain it, people are like, Oh, okay. I get it. You're just doing you. And that's, that's really what I want people to get when they meet me. Like I'm just me. It's not meant to be put in a box and people are like, Oh, okay. So maybe they'll be like, all right, you know what? I like this that I do, maybe I'll present myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's it's like a, it's a whole dynamic, but we're all men. Men have sex on their mind all day long. So when you oh, have- not all men. Not, well, the majority of the day, you know, it just runs oh. through a mind, even if you don't act on it. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I, a few times a day, not all, not at least for me, <laughs> it's not all day. It's like a few times a day, but I do get the sense that sometimes it, it seems like for some people, they can't control it. Yeah. They can't control it at all. Or is it just like part of their nature where they just constantly want to like fuck. And I just always thought that was kind of not strange, but it's like a lack of self-control. Not only that, and I have a theory also, um, people who are um, creative, artistic, or have some kind of recreation that they invest a lot of their like joy into ha now have an outlet, right? Um, my time is preoccupied with like art in what, any way, shape, or form, whether like I'm listening to music, doing hair, painting something, helping somebody decorate a room, uh, like whatever. Like I live for anything that allows for artistic and creative freedom. Kind of like with drugs. If people use drugs to get high, they become addicted, right? If people use drugs recreationally, just, you know, to escape for whatever, and then they not engage in sex, but maybe they, they do a project, whatever. Either way, it's bad, right? But you get what I'm saying? Like if you have something else to channel your energy into that you're passionate about, like art, you're not now on an app that's meant for sex, thinking about sex, wanting sex, and now getting frustrated because you're not getting sex. And you know what I'm saying? So, it preoccupies you. So are you also saying that the ones that are just mainly looking for sex don't have anything else that they have going on in their life? Or is just they not have nothing that they can like focus their intentions to? It's situational, right? Because I think initially, See, it's hard because there are people that go in there just for friendship. They even put it on the profile, just mm -hmm. looking for friends, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that that's just bullshit, and they're just like, like when people say they want to cuddle, right? They're like, you don't want to cuddle, you just want to, da, da, da. Huh. Some people have to really just want to cuddle. They just want that connection, yeah. you know? So you can't really say, you can't generalize it either. It's situational, mm -hmm. and I know that. So that's why I never, I never, um, I never like judge a book by its cover in a way, right? Like I said, everybody has a story. Everybody has something interesting to share. So. If you had to say the majority, yeah, they're, they're on there for sex. And you'll know right right from the very first text message or whatever that's exchanged, right? Like they'll be like, what up or what's good? Or you look at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if it's like, hey, how's it going? Or how's your day going? Blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And you gauge it from there. A lot of people don't look at it like that. And they're just like, oh, why is he talking about his day? Or why is he like, blah, 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 I just want to fuck, you know? Uh, It'll yeah. come out eventually, but it's, it's like... It's almost like we're not taught how to navigate on the app. It was just put there, but as gay men, we, we spend so much of our life regressing all this urge because we're so discovering ourselves that when we do finally let it out, we overdo it, you know? Oh. And that's why we're perceived to be like so like promiscuous because, well, again, we're men. We have men thinking like men. So if you get two guys together, that's why uh, I think also yesterday I said we fuck first and then we date. Because initially we're, we're, there's an attraction that's going to be acted on. Mm -hmm. Then afterwards, we're like, hey, do you want to go to dinner or whatever? That's how you know that the interest goes beyond physical. And then it, it gets, you know, whatever. But um, it's it's very situational. So I wonder if the also being that like 
some man, and I'm just thinking about myself. I wonder if I'm just like wired differently. Cause I know there's a, I saw it at, I forgot where exactly, but it referenced some men think like a woman more so. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's, I guess my, my issue where I'm actually have, having some qualities or some thoughts or the way I process some things more so similar to that of a woman versus it just being like a complete, having a complete brain of a man. You bring up a very good point because for the longest time I felt that I was that way because it was very difficult for me. If I had sex with a dude, it was very difficult for me to not have some kind of like attachment. And I was like, fuck it. That's like, that's like a woman, you know, like, because I was, I was always very present and I was very in the moment and I was very engaged in like the person. And for me, sex is a very personal thing you know, it's a very intimate thing. So, and it's, if you vibe with someone, it's, it's almost euphoric. You know, like there's sometimes where I get the surge of emotions out of, out of nowhere, like I'll cry, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not because like I'm sad, but it's just because it's so intense, you know, that you, it's like laughing at a funeral kind of thing, you know, like your, your emotions are all like thrown off. It does, it's a very intimate moment, but you're right. Some guys don't have to jack off all day. There are guys that do nothing but jack off until they get on the app and then they fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's another issue in the gay community that I've actually encountered. My fiance, the minute I would go to work, he'd be jacking off all day long and then would refuse me for sex because he's so used to being single before me, jacking off, handling himself that sex doesn't really do for him. He needs to watch porn and handle it himself and he'll edge all day and it's a big old thing. But like him, he doesn't have a creative bone in his body. Mm-hmm. No creativity. He doesn't really like art and stuff. He likes um, like documentary stuff and like real life stuff. And, and he's very responsible, but he has no kind of outlet. So if he has recreational time or idle time, he's jacking off. Mm-hmm. If it's not, yeah. like it's, So his sex drive obviously is there because he needs to have that climax, uh-huh. but all day long. And to edge it, to have that kind of patience, which is like, edge, like that's, it's your, it's on your mind, like to an extensive like degree. Mm-hmm. Whereas like me, like I don't have to jack off all, all day, all day. I go, I could go weeks without jacking off really. Cause I, there's so many things in my mind, like that keep me distracted, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if I go on the app, um, cause it's, it's kind of a joke, right? Like I tell people, I'm like, I don't need the, it, it's not about sex. I don't need the app for that. I got a contact list. You know, and it's a joke, but it's true. Yeah. So I go on the app, it's because it's probably I want to meet a fresh face mm-hmm. and a whole fresh set of just personality, whatever the case, it's a new person. Mm-hmm. And then I, I take it from there. You know, initially in my mind, how it should go or how I want it to go, I want to establish a connection verbally through communication. I want to see what your word choice is, how you phrase sentences, how you take my humor, if you if you give it back or if you get annoyed or if you stop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that connection is established there, then we meet up. We're going to talk more and it just kind of just happens organically for some reason. Like when I get people talking and they want to talk, it'll happen for like hours. And then if anything, if we do hook up, it intensifies everything. Cause now it's like, it's familiar. We're both comfortable mm-hmm. and it's kind of like we talked about yesterday. It's just organic. Yeah. Nothing is being like said, or you get this, this, this really beneficial connection. So it makes it all worthwhile, but it's not the focus, at least not for me. Like yeah. I've been trying to put, uh, I guess, a the best way to describe it, because I do feel that, like, I can look at somebody that has, like, a bunch of nice pictures, nice body or whatever, but that doesn't really do it for me. I think, for me, I feel like the person has to, like, get me mentally. And I don't know, uh, well, I, I'm not sure the best way to do I guess, to 
pull that out of people because some people just are not good with conversating. Like they're not good at, especially with talking on the app. So you kind of gotta. I feel like I gotta play a game where I, I can. Well, I'm not really playing a game because I'm still being myself. But I try to like pull basic questions or basic answers out of people, and sometimes I do feel like that's a struggle because some people are not used to that, mm-hmm. and you could tell that. They probably used to dealing with just people that's trying to have sex. So he's mm-hmm. actually trying to change it to see if they actually able to communicate or have like hold a de- decent conversation. Because I do, I do agree that from like being able to go back and forth for more than just a few text um, exchanges. Yes. The more you're able to do that, the more you could kind of like, I guess, get a better grasp of like who this person could mm-hmm. be. Because now you have them engaged. So now you can ask the questions that maybe you really do want to ask if you, if the yeah. interest is there because you have them they're, they're already responding yeah, as, as opposed to not they're just mocking or you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's very that's the thing about it it's very easy to to weed out like the 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 substance from the the quality from the quantity i guess if you could say you know i will have to admit something though like i heard you say you talk to everybody and i when say if i have a moment to myself and mm-hmm. i wasn't working on anything i was just like on the app I do go through and just block people. Like, block, really? block. Yeah, I would. Block them for what? Just either. If they're like, like, hey, you looking or hey, like, show me your dick or what? I, like, I would click, like, I would start the closest to me and I would go. This is interesting. I've never heard, I've never heard, like, this perspective before. I know it happens to people like, my block game is tight, da da da. And I'm like, what are they talking about? For me, at least, I would start at the closest person. They are married. I block them if they're um, dating or pretty much if they're anything other than single. I would okay. block them. Okay. And I wouldn't even like take a second to like consider their their picture. It's mm-hmm. just based off the stats. So deal breaker for you, like yeah, yeah you're in a relationship with anything of the sort. Then yeah, it's kind of and I know some people just don't put it, which it helps because like if I don't know, it's like it makes it fit fit. You you don't have to put that information, but then from there. Then I also go and block based off age restriction. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's too young for me, I would like set my filter and block everybody. Yeah. And then I'll do it the reverse. Like if it's too up there in age, yeah. I will block people based off their age. And I would say like probably probably like a month ago, I had most of Vegas blocked, but then like the the app like So there's like two and a half people on your grid, that's it, right? Like the like the <laughs> The closest person to me, I, I know there's people that are in this like complex that that are on there, but I don't see them. But I think the closest person is probably somewhere, like on the strip or, or if somebody's <laughs> passing by. But yeah, I I just do I do that because I don't want to waste my time. And yeah. then and then I like I was thinking about the life I vision. I guess like the person that I would want to see myself with. When I go to events or something, I have like a certain, I guess, image or something that I'm attracted to that, right. that I would like to see there. So it's like I'm also trying to stay like true to myself about what I want and also just not trying to deal with anybody that's currently like going through some type of situation with somebody else and or mm-hmm. somebody that's. Cause I also like would block people who are just looking like for right now. I like that's I would go and block all those yeah. people just because like that's just not what I'm looking for. Right. And it just that's usually how I do my blocking. And 
I'm not sure if it's a good or bad thing, but I, it, well, now it's more so like a waste of time there because, like I said, that the app kind of like malfunctioned on me because mm. at some point it unblocked everybody. And you're like, oh, I look at all these potential people that I can make connections with. And no, I'm like, I'm like, no, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know because it's like some people are blocked on purpose just because a bad conversation or persistent. Yes. So, so I was blocked on on purpose, but. Now that the app, like I said, I'm about to everybody. Now I just have these blank profiles hit me up and it's hard for me to know whether or not it's somebody I talked to before. And yeah. so I'm dealing with a lot of people who I or like originally blocked them, but now they're able to see me. So it's just, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's the main reason why I just don't want to waste your time or their time. Yeah, yeah. Process. Yeah, it's a waste of energy at the end of the day, yeah. especially with you have a, a set criteria of big time deal breakers and they're good. But you said it is the legitimate reasons to block people. Here's here's my my perspective though, right? I found like we all have a type, right? We all have a, our go tos, right? Mm-hmm. But at at one point, I just said I'm gonna open myself up to just energy, right? Let's 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 try that out, whatever. So um, I ended up going like on a date with I found like I told you, I think it was it was an F to M, like he was born female but transitioned to male, very attractive, like. Attractive black guy, like completely very, very attractive. But I obviously I know he's F to M. It's on his profile, and I want I wanted to open myself up to it because we clicked just even talking. Like he's a photographer and very creative, and is very taken back by my look. Right? He's like, yeah, the greatest look. Like I wanted to just like photograph you. Like it's so different and da da da. So if somebody gets my look, if somebody doesn't question it, like if you they question my look, I know that there's explanation. But people are like, I dig your look. I know that they're like kind of on the same level because they almost get it without getting it, you know? The more I spoke to him, like the more I couldn't let go of the fact that he was a woman at one point. Mm-hmm. So then what I didn't want to do, but I kept doing was I kept on imagining like, what if we do hit it off and what if we hook up and then, you know what I'm saying? Your mind goes there, but, um, and then when he stood up, he had like, he started like hips or whatever and it threw me off. Like, I don't know if that sounds ignorant or whatever, but I, I, Realize at that moment, like, okay, like energy is one thing, but like, there's certain things that you are, you I'm gravitate towards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I liked the whole, the, the date, like we went to like this vegan place and we talked the whole time. The com- conversation was amazing. No dead, no dead airspace, you know, like it was just back and forth, back and forth, like funny. It was great, but that it's sad to say, but the physical, like I would have to be very, very mentally and emotionally invested in the person. Mm-hmm. To, to let go of that and that that sucks but it's just like um did you get what i'm trying to say like it was it was something that maybe wasn't for me yeah you know but the connection the, the fact that i'm still made like, i know he's connected because he still hits me every now and it's like hey what's up you know to do a photo shoot or whatever like i know there's an attraction there mm-hmm. you know but like you said like in, in order to not waste time whatever you just kind of like let it go or, or you know you just keep it at arm's length or whatever blank profiles i love blank profiles I, I love, my favorite is, is talking to a blank profile who, who this person says she's like, I don't know, they're like very discreet and this and that, da, 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 because they always have the best stories. First of all, the audacity to have a profile with no picture on it, right? Is it, that, I want to talk to you because I want to get into your head because it's interesting. Like how, how, how effective is that, you know? Mm-hmm. But no, I, I, I love it because maybe it's just my luck, but like I've actually met very attractive guys because... <laughs> they'll be like on the download or whatever like they're like i'm on the da- on dl and on the screen this that whatever so like they'll always be physically i guess what i'm attracted to right which is that very like like masculine like like energy 
I always like engage like like so so what's really going on like you got a girl at home like what you know da 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 you know like ah oh, see but and then they they start opening up and that's what I like. I think in my head I'm like they probably don't get that opportunity to to just vent real quick, right? Clearly they're frustrated, right? They have to completely conceal their identity, go on here and and try to find whatever it is that they're looking for. But now they're presented with us with an opportunity to talk. Mm-hmm. This one guy. He was in a relationship, right? And he told me right off the bat that he was very attractive to me, and, and I, I thought he was very attractive. I'm like, but dude, you have a dude, like, like you're, you're like sweating me hard, but you got to do like what's going on. He's like, well, that's that's that relationship is already like I'm done with him. I'm like, why so with him? He's like, I don't know, it's complicated, it's complicated, whatever. Long story short, he finally came over to my house. That day, he stayed in my house for eight hours, and all we did was talk about his dysfunctional relationship. To the point to where halfway through it, he realized that he was gone for four hours. And I'm like, dude, your dude's really going to get you. Like, like, do you realize what you're doing? He's like, yeah, but I, I don't care. I'm like, you think subconsciously so you're, you're just sabotaging it right now because you're done. He's like, yeah. Like, I, at this point, I don't care. I'll handle it when it happens. Again, long story short, when he got home, his boyfriend flipped the fuck out. They, they put hands on each other. The police was called. They broke up that very same day because he was gone for eight hours mm-hmm. just with nothing. And he went through a depression for like a week, but at the same time felt the biggest relief. And in talking to me, like he had a lot of like aha moments. Cause one thing also about me is like, I'm, I have a way of, I guess like, I don't tell you what you want to hear, but I'm not harsh either. To think maybe had he not had that moment, like it just would have persisted in this, this just existing and not living or whatever. But to this day, he is so great, like grateful. He's like, like, like you don't realize what you did for me. Like, you made me see so much shit, like like that dude is garbage, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, that makes me feel like like on cloud nine, you know. But not like you said, not anybody could just do that. Yeah, that's also helping me confirm that it could be somebody that's hot looking on behind that blank profile. But when I see those, I also think they are either hiding for somebody, or they are in a relationship already, which they're like hiding from being seen. From. Which all the while suggests that they're dishonest. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that because when I first started, I would probably been a blank profile myself just because I was struggling with my sexual identity and was more ashamed and felt like I needed to do more to protect or keep it secret. Right. But now that I've been able to like, I guess, come to terms with who I am and you know that I don't have a problem in like going to like a gay bar or a gay club, I won't have a problem standing beside somebody who I actually love. Right. I think I've finally been able to move closer to being able to expose myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've better date someone who's like at the beginning stage, like yeah. the beginning stage of that, just because it'd be it, like like backtracking, like you you've went past that whatever, and you're not ready to go back in the closet. Not for me, but well, yeah, like it, it wouldn't be for me, but I know that takes some self work. It took me some time to understand, well, I guess who I was, and nobody else could have like pulled me to this point faster. It just really was just me becoming more comfortable with myself and also learning not to care about what other people are thinking or would think. So, and, and, and it has to happen on your time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I know some people are different, but I just think it's up to that, that individual to really get to that point. And I assume it would be fun to date someone that's, no, it would be more stressful. Like, even though I'm not, I'm not a, like a feminine guy, 
but I do believe in like freedom, right? So, yeah. so if I'm dating someone and I'm so happy, I want to go to like a gay bar or something. I would want the person that I'm with to better go. Like, yeah, let's go. Versus, comfortably, comfortably. Yeah, yeah versus y'all like on edge. And... Versus someone like, no, I don't do that. or like something that's completely against it just because it's that type of bar. Yeah. And I just, I just don't think that would work for me personally. But yeah. for somebody else, I mean. I was gonna ask you about uh, you had mentioned with the female the, the FDM, yeah. I was gonna ask you because you had mentioned like developing emotional, mental, yeah, emotional yeah. feelings for 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 him. Mm -hmm. uh, I was gonna ask, would you say that's something that you try to prevent from happening? Like, yes. like do you try to prevent yourself from trying to develop mental? I mean, I guess emotional connections with people. This is what I like because you're you're very receptive mm -hmm. and and you're also very patient, which is again that's a careful thing as a patient, but. You're very observant and you're, you hit it right on the head with me. Since I did have that whole, like, I know if I have, it was hard for me to disconnect emotionally when I was sexual. So yes, I would be very, um, I would still be present. I can't not be present and be myself, but as far as the affection goes, that's where the whole Dom sub thing comes in. I relinquish control and it's not, a, it's not even about affection. It's more of a mental game, you know, but I know that there's not going to be any kissing or lovey dovey stuff. Mm. So it gives me the comfort to just be in the moment and 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 perform i guess you, if you can say that um i hid i hid that a lot for a long time i now okay so i hit it right um i actually um started um dealing with escorts too mm -hmm. a little bit because that was another way of not having to deal with the emotional aspect because with me it's hard for me to not see a person right especially the more i talk to them you know i'm just all right this person's cool da 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 and I can see myself warming up to them. When I had just broken up with my fiance, that's the last thing I wanted. I just wanted to find myself. It was like, it was me time, you know? Um, but that was another thing that escorts provided. It was just like, a, it was a transaction and it kept it like with no intimacy at all. But yeah, like I, I did that for a long time. But then once I, I was like, all right, because I am in, the intimacy is actually what I, that's what gets me off is the intimacy. Really? Yes, it's the intimacy. It's the, um, like, I, I thrive for that. It's like, for as far as intimacy, do you mean, like, the actual act of sex or, sex, or do you mean the, the actual, like, like touching and feeling and kissing? It's like, it, it's that. It's, it's I think, that the freedom of that, you know, to where, like, um, you can go into it uh, thinking that it's just going to be, like, like a fuck whatever, but if you kind of connect with that person and you happen to kiss, because mm -hmm. kissing is very, like, personal to me, right? That's, like, it's very intimate. In that moment that it just happens naturally, that's powerful shit for me. Mm -hmm. um, especially like, again, with me um, coming out of my relationship, I, I, like I said, I topped that whole relationship, so I started bottoming because, again, it's self-discovery. I want to do the exact opposite of that. Um, so I did deal with a lot of DO guys. A lot of guys are like bisexual. Or like, like, I am attracted to that, but again, it also limited the intimacy. Because mm -hmm. a lot of those dudes are like strictly tops. They don't kiss. They don't do that. They don't, they don't touch you at all. They just... They fuck, and it it made me feel comfortable. But there are a lot of times. There were a lot of times where these dudes, like out of nowhere, they would like like kiss me, or whatever, and it throw me so throw me off. But it was the hottest shit because it was they felt the urge to, you know. And as masculine a deal as they were at that moment, they just kissed another guy because it that's magic. Like that's magical to me, you know. So, but yeah, I would withhold the intimacy. But then I realized once I became comfortable, I'm like all right, I could do this. You know, I can I could be a dude. You know, I can I can sit and I can kiss another guy and not be you know, get all like connected or attached. And I, I, I was capable of doing it, but then I was leading, I was leading guys on because now I'm being intimate with them and they're developing feelings. 
and they're getting clingy. And then I'm just, I look like the dick because now I'm just like, dude, that's just a hookup. And I heard and saw myself being this person who I would always like be either hurt by or be turned off by like, oh, you're a Jewish. But that didn't want me to be. I wasn't trying to be, but it, it was happy, you know? But, but so, it's also important, like, it's also important to, to learn how both sides feel. Like, totally. Like, yeah. Before, when I was younger and I was trying to date, mm -hmm. I felt like I was always blaming, like, the person I was dating, like, they cheated on me or mm -hmm. whatever. And I felt like once I actually, I guess, did my first cheating, I honestly, you understood yeah, it I, I, I got like, I, I had a chance to see what that felt like and mm -hmm. see like, holy shit, like you can really, you can love somebody but still fuck somebody else and have it well, just well, be, you well, like, I mean, not, not like, like justifiably, but just, I would say just to like, give <laughs> myself defense, I wasn't like, I wasn't in a committed relationship. <laughs> I just wanted to see like what it feels to actually pretty much have to lie. Cause I remember, fuck, it was so long ago. <laughs> but I remember, like, we were supposed to get together, but I, like, purposely went to go hook up with somebody. Yeah. And having to, from that point on, oh, I mean, after the hookup, to actually have to constantly, like, you know, constantly keep up the lie was mm -hmm. just so much work for me. Yeah. And just how to say all of this, um, and like with a um, straight face was also difficult for me as well. So, so but but I I will say it. I needed to go through that just so I can see what it felt like. Just in just to see if it's like something that I could be capable of. And I guess I am, but it also let me know like what it actually be the one that's be willing to hurt people. Mm -hmm. And now like when it comes to talking to people or looking out for myself because I don't really call it hurting people's feelings because I, I do I mean there have been times where I've met met someone and they might have been more into me than I was into them and I sometimes struggle with like I guess coming out with it but for the most part mm -hmm. it's fairly easy to just let it come out and just say like I don't think it's gonna work or mm -hmm. just be straight up with like with the person just so that they be able to understand versus And they can process their own feelings at that point because otherwise they'll be in bewilderment and does he like me, does not like me that enough. But you being on that receiving end knew how they must feel or the headspace they're in. Yeah. So now you can assess the situation and give them I still closure. get I still get caught off guard. I mean Man, I haven't met anybody in a while that I guess like wowed me. But I mean, I I know like there has been times where like, I met someone. I'm like, holy shit! Like they they seem like a decent person that I want to get to know, but they was not feeling the same about me. So it's still like it still happens to everyone. But it's just mm -hmm. learning how to deal with both is still important because you you yeah. gotta you still gotta be able to like allow people to I guess chase after what they want. Or, or figure, or figure out how to do it. Yeah. Right? And in, in some ways, like, the universe kind of, like, sets you up to where you'll learn the lesson eventually. You did. You know, I I did. It was it maybe happened at a different time, whatever. But now, being at a certain age and having experienced that, when you, now you can see it. When you see a situation that maybe you might have been in, you now act the, in the way that you wish that person that did it to you would have. Right? So you act with wisdom and you act with maturity and you, like you said, you can shut it down right there and then because you know it might hurt, but at least they know what's what's going on, you know? And that's, it's good, but you had to be on both ends to, to do that. That's, again, the whole mentality of me doing the opposite of my relationship because I had no sense of identity when I left it, but 
if I did anything remotely close to it, then I would still be like focused on it. You know, like I had to completely do the reverse. And by doing so, I learned so much about people, about myself, and like it was a really like cathartic experience. But it was very beneficial. You said you've been um, like you've been single for over two years now, right? It's, it's gone on two years, and even to say that is like crazy to me. Like that's it. That's like a long time to me. It's like a, too long, too long. Because not only was I was in relationships, I literally went from relationship to relationship. Uh-huh. Like I don't think I was ever single for more than like two weeks, maybe a month in between. How how did you pull that off? It, it makes me feel like I mean honestly, it makes me feel like something is like extremely wrong with me because I find it difficult to attach to someone that fast. What made it easy for you to be able to... To meet someone in that short span of time to the yeah. point where, like, 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 I want to be boyfriend with this dude, and yeah. now I'm moving in with them two weeks after, yeah. and all that, because that's literally how it was. <laughs> that's a good question. It, it's hard to explain because it's different for everyone, but for me, if the interest is there, I'm completely like like a sponge at that point. Yeah. I learn the person. Like, it, it, it's in my nature. I think I kind of touched on it, like, to be a people pleaser. Um, I learn exactly what their face does when they're happy, what makes them mad, what what they like, what they don't like, what they say that they like in guys, this and that, whatever. And it's not that I change myself completely, but I facilitate for them to see what it is that they would be attracted to because I know it's in me to do it okay. in a way. You know, does that make sense? So the beginning of meeting somebody for me, at least in the past, because now I'm a whole new, I'm a whole new monster now. Like I, it's like a whole new game in a way because i feel like so empowered mm-hmm. to where now i know that um it, it's going to be a whole new system but back then um the beginning was the best for me because it was a time for me to perform and to show this person what they just what, what just fell on their lap because you know like you only get one of me and blah, blah, blah. oh he's like does this impress you blah 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 and it always would and for them to be so smitten by me and be like damn like like you're like so awesome i'd be like 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 hearts, you know, like, oh, like, they, you know, yeah. that validation mm-hmm. allowed me to be endeared by them. So it's like now, like the, the sex was more intense, it was more passionate. Mm-hmm. And the more you did it because you're hanging out so much, it just the attachment just formed. Mm-hmm. And it's always like literally I can like book play by play. It literally always happened that way. Within two weeks, it'd be boyfriends. Within like a month, we'd be moved in together in every single one of my it, it was crazy. Um, but it, 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 it requires you to be in that headspace, I guess, you know? At the end of the day, I want to have that emotional connection with someone before anything else. You know, the physical, now that it, it gets you to that point, but that mental connection, like you said, emotional connection, it is difficult to establish. And a lot of times, even though we were we moved so fast, mm-hmm. half the time, half those relationships, they it was fake. Like, they, they just told me what I wanted to hear because they sensed and they smelled it on me that I wanted intimacy. So they they were quick with the I love you I love you and with the flowers and this that and all the while I'm thinking damn like this person's fucking like they love me you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so learn learning experience so it was just like a yeah a game in a way or totally kind of a game of chess but where it's like with emotions the emo- it's, yeah which is the most underhanded thing because how can you how can you fake and do go through the motions of loving a person. For me, I was oblivious to the fact that there are species of people out there that would do that. I mean, there's no way that he doesn't love me because I, you, you catch on. Especially when you live with the person after like six months, they don't look at you the same. And I'll always, I, I can sense it. Cause like I said, I've learned the person. So now I'm trying to do damage control. I'm like, all right, I'm losing them. So what can I do, you know? So then I start trying to like- Well, honestly though, like I, I, I've been holding on to this and, and... 
I don't think I found like the study anywhere, but like this is something that just that like I've started to hold on from like as personal experience where the friends always talk about it where I believe in like the six month period. Mm-hmm. And the way I can explain it is so when you initially meet someone, mm-hmm. like everybody is on like their best, I guess, be- totally. behavior for that first month. And then after that first month, I guess the that's the honeymoon period where mm-hmm. everything is sweet. But then after the first month, from from that point to the third month, that's when you start to notice all the things about that person that you don't that that you don't really care about. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you didn't see it first, but now you yeah yeah like you start to pick up like like yeah like everything that could possibly be a problem for you. Mm-hmm. And once you get to that third month, then you spend, or at least for me, in my past, my past experience, or like the like the reason why I try to, like I guess, put every like people that I date just to see if we can make it to the sixth month. Because after that third month, you spend another three months seeing whether or not it's something that you better deal with for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. or whether or not that person is willing to make some type of. I guess adjustment just to make it more so like, I guess tolerable. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. But I always would say if it doesn't pass the six month period, then it doesn't really qualify as a, a relationship. rare relationship because yeah. before then I just think that it's like I have a trial period or kind of like probational period. Pro- probational period, yeah, and and just like I, at least for me, that's kind of what it's saying. Like most of my, I guess young relationships back when I was like trying to figure things out will last to look like two to three months and now that I'm older and looking back I'm like those those wasn't actually true relationships those were just me trying to date someone and like we was both like playing this game of we're gonna say that we're together but we're not really willing to put in the work to actually stay together Mm -hmm. so so yeah I kind of I kind of like start to not take anything serious that doesn't go past the six month mark. So, mm-hmm. in your mind though, do you kind of um, expect it not to last the six month anyway? Because you figure if you get to the third month and you're already seeing things that are wrong, it's almost like you can basically, if if we go past this month, I'm already gonna be settling because I see things I don't like already. Uh no, you know? I don't. I don't think I don't view it as me trying to set myself up for failure. I what I started to do i started to if something like bothers me i'm gonna say something about it no matter mm-hmm. if, if it's big or small i'm gonna say something just to especially if it's something that the that the person i'm, I'm like trying to get to know is doing because to your point that person might have a, a deeper story behind why they're doing the, mm-hmm. a certain thing and if they do it'd be up to them to to be able to like help me understand why they choose to do certain things the way they choose to do it mm-hmm. and that could possibly also lead like lead to an open I mean a more deeper conversation of me being able to explain like the way it makes me feel so mm-hmm. we can possibly get to like some the mutual understanding yeah that's a good point that is a very good point but all the while right like you're 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 basically expressing a, a discomfort or a dislike in the behavior so again, if that person cares, giving you insight on why they do it mm-hmm. is great because it'll give explanation, but th- there still needs to be some kind of change. Even or if, if they tell you, if they explain the behavior, it's not, it's, it's not going to make you feel better about it because it's the behavior that you have a problem with. 
Mm-hmm. You just understand why they do now, but I still don't want you doing that because it, it bothers well, me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, it, it, and that's when it comes to so every like relationship it requires a sacrifice from both parties. Like everything, nobody's going to better get exactly what they want unless they're paying for it. So I know that there are some things about myself I would have to sacrifice to help my possible like relationship do good. Mm-hmm. But I also expect that from the person that who I'm trying to have this relationship with. Right. But like to answer your question, I don't like, I wouldn't think it will fail if the person is serious and listening to me. Cause I'm only, I'm only going to voice something that is truly making me feel, I guess, bad. Mm-hmm. So by me taking the time to actually say something about what's going on or how I feel, it should be taken like somewhat serious. And if the person is, serious about trying to have something that's continuing to i guess grow rest, yeah. yeah like i would expect them to take it take that into consideration just like i would if, if i really care about trying to build something with someone i'm gonna take what they're trying to communicate to me mm-hmm. and try to make adjustments so that it would it's demonstrative of, of you showing concern and intent to better the relationship it shows acknowledgement of what they just said all that yeah. i have two questions um all the while, like like in the three months, mm-hmm. you you still haven't made an emotional like connection, right? Like you you it's still probational, so you're you're you haven't let yourself like fall for that person yet, right? Oh, um, because nine times out of ten, that's what'll make somebody overlook stuff. Because at that, at least for me, it was because I love this person, so now I'm seeing like hardcore red flags, right? But now the love that I have allowed myself to feel for this person who was playing the whole fucking time right i i can't see it as being a red flag i now see it as something that i need to either work through or dismiss or just disregard because i love this person so if i was to just give up you know that you know what i'm saying yeah. like it like they said love is blind so that's why i'm asking you like like when at what point do you emotionally connect with the person i think they both happen that they both can happen at the same time like you can like i can meet someone who i feel like we have a connection and I wouldn't want to put a time limit on that. Like you should wait, th- or somebody should wait this amount of time to develop an emotional connection yeah. with someone. Because if like if you put a time limit on it, you're not playing full out. And I think and nowadays, just to help get rid of or to try to get back to a place where people are trying to like settle down, I think it is important to play full out and. As soon as you feel it, just go with it, and yeah. don't try to don't try to pull it back. Because I feel like when people try to block your emotion, you then you're stepping into the realm of playing a game, and we mm-hmm. don't think is it, it is healthy for any any type of relationship. I think it's just better to like go with it with how you feel, and at the same time, and this kind of this this kind of goes along with the com- uh, conversation I was having last night with a friend where. Um, he's going through something in his uh, relationship and he had texted me and said, it hurts. Like their situation is hurting him, not physically, but like it, it hurts. His spirit. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, 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 like, well, like, like his heart is hurting and, mm-hmm. and, and like my simple response was, it's supposed to. Like you're supposed to experience heartbreak and no matter how many times it sucks and... I feel like it helps you know that you are a human. Mm-hmm. Like to, to be able to to be able to process that type of emotion, but it also shows that you're uh, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. 
Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So that's why. Right. And I think that's. I think it's. It's important because I don't think there's no point where like our mind would stop thinking for us. So uh, yeah. so I think even even say if I was dating someone and I'm already letting my guard down and I'm attached emotionally. I think my brain is still gonna be with the what if or is conscious or yeah yeah it's gonna constantly be um reminding me of the things that I need to pay attention to mm-hmm. like pretty much it's gonna be guarding from things that it, it keeps you from being oblivious to things that you know you need to pay attention to yeah you still have yeah. that presence of mind that Thank I, you. I Thank love you. this person but I'm not. I'm like, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna pay attention to yeah. what I need to pay, and, and that's why I feel like they both play a, uh, a major part into. I think it takes maturity though, and I think uh, life experience too to get to that point. Because there's no way, like, say, a 21 year old, you know, not to give it a number because they age, and they could be 21 year old that's mature. But if you're inexperienced and it's your first shot at a relationship, whatever, there's no way that you can have that 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 level of of assessment to where like, all right, I have you have to go through the bad things to be able to now catch on to it. Mm-hmm. To be able to be like, all right, this may be like all the birds and bees right now, but you know better. So, you know, just keep that, you know, it, it keeps that on. But you have to have gone through the bad stuff to, to get to that point, you know? I, I, honestly, if I was... But have you just always just been like that, that aware, like that? It, it's, it, it's hard for me to say. My early 20s was the last time I was with someone. Like, mm-hmm. I was in a, a deep relationship, so... My twenties, I wasn't trying to build like any deep connection with people because I just was still in recovery mode. Like I felt like walking away from that relationship, I, I guess I did come out damaged where I was hurt. I was processing my hurt. It took a while to get over that feeling, and mm-hmm. and maybe if I if I if I hadn't gone through that before my twenties. Yeah, I don't think I would have been prepared, but I also think I'll probably, I mean, it's hard to say, but I think I would have probably been at a better point in my life too, because I think what else- It inhibited you a lot, having gone through that kind of hurt? Oh, honestly, what I think what happened was, I will say there are individuals out there who live in chaos, right? Mm -hmm. And- at the time, I wasn't aware that I was in a relationship with somebody who thrived in that type of lifestyle. Like, they thrived with pretty much keeping up different type of drama. And at the time, because I was younger, I wasn't aware that it was bad. Like, it was toxic for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, right? I've been exposed to it, right? Yeah. Uh, somebody who, who is welcoming you into their life. Well, not welcoming, but just like someone who's more so about living a more healthy life as far as mentally and physically just being a good well-rounded person versus some people do thrive and just keeping the bad situation going even though they might cover it up with making it look fun or look exciting or inviting other people in the end it was pretty toxic where during that time because I was, I guess, leading with my heart more so than my mind, mm-hmm. my heart was making me feel I wasn't being fulfilled. But really, it was pretty much was just focusing on being in that relationship versus my own well-being. Yeah. And I think if I could, if I could go back in time, if I wasn't involved in that relationship, I would have probably had more time to spend thinking about what I need to progress in order, I guess, like prior to my early 20s. Because like, for example, the first time I started college, I was 18. Mm. And 
I remember I like dropped out because they had either lost their job or something happened with money where something, it made me feel like I needed to work more. So I dropped out of school to get a full-time job just to help support us, mm -hmm. which if I didn't have that attachment, I could have just, I would have just been able to focus on school, got done with school faster. And not to say I regret anything because it, it helped, it helped me shape who I am now, but I, I was, I do think that it did have some type of, I guess, yeah. In, yeah, in a way it, it affected you it definitely negative in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it did, it got you to where you are now. And if anything, you figure better it happened when you were younger, right? Then it, you get to this point now and then have you been in that type of situation because you'd have way more to lose now in a way, you know? Yeah, I'll definitely have more to lose now, but I think like the way I am now came from me being alone, though. Like me being alone, me being able to put in the work of building stuff up for myself, it helped show me what hard work can do. I talk to people who like around my like around my age and who have either been with someone or more recent relationship who like right now it seems they're trying to get their life like situated as being a single person now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I truly appreciate with me being able to spend most of my twenties doing where because I wasn't focusing on dating, I was able to just focus on going to school and going to school and, and just like focusing on like what I need and being able to learn the things I sucked at and, and being comfortable with that. Like being comfortable to say that I have flaws and at the end of the day, it's just me and I, I shouldn't care about what somebody else thinks. And I think that just, that came all from being alone. Like, cause before, like before that, I did get a thrill of like, I guess, being part of that relationship because I felt like I was being, I'll, I'll fuck up this word, validated. Yes. So, mm -hmm. that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. In a relationship, it's it's hard not to feel or need validation from the person you're with. Yeah. But that's the beauty of being single is because when you're single, you don't need, you have to give it to yourself because you have another choice. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. anything that's bad, you have to, now you don't have to, hope that they don't see it or hide it from this person or put it in the closet. Now you're forced to deal with it because you live with it. Yeah. I, you know, and then you get to that. Do I like it? Do I not like it? It's completely like it's a breach self-realization is what it does. Yeah. And I didn't have no one who would make me feel like everything was going to be all right at the end of the day. And I think that's at least for some of the people who I know who are in, in a relationship where sometimes relationships can be a way to cope with like things that isn't the best. Like mm -hmm. say if, someone is struggling to find work especially right now like i yes the situations are different because of the whole pandemic but i do feel like sometimes being in a partnership could over pamper the other person or be, become a crutch yeah and i think that could be something that could be dangerous too compared to being solo you have to figure out how how you gonna survive yourself? You got you gotta you don't have time to I guess to outsource. You have to do it yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, outsource. You don't have time to tell somebody like about all your problems and just have them make you feel better. You just you don't have to, but you have to do something. You have to take action. So, mm -hmm. what um what what are some things that you you like about being single? Or um, I think the the main thing is is the fact that I've been able to learn so much about myself. Mm -hmm. Literally being single. That 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 to someone who's been single for so long, that's obvious because you you lived it for so long. That that's like 
duh. But for me, it's it's like, oh, okay, like I get it now. Mm -hmm. I get it. And it's it's that whole like you have to love yourself, you know, before you can love somebody else, because you can only do it when you're by yourself. Mm -hmm. So having gotten to like a certain age, right, with almost like you said, like just just uh, tolerating certain things that maybe I didn't like or other people didn't like about me, right? Mm -hmm. Now I was confronted with, all right. This is the only person really that has to care, right? And it's me, like in the mirror. And it's just like I now was forced to break myself down, analyze myself, and and it was it was a very um very rewarding experience. But I had to be single in order to do that. Like I said in the past, literally, like it it it, it was just like so cohesive. There it, there was a period though from 2010 to 2016 almost, and I don't think I've mentioned this, but it's actually where the beard comes from. My sister bought a house and my nephew was three at the time. And she asked me to move in with her to help her with my nephew. And she then asked me not to work because she couldn't comfortably leave my nephew in the hands of like a stranger or whatever. So I did that for almost six years. And in that six years, I was completely celibate, completely celibate, had little to no contact with anybody. Like I grew out the beard and kind of let myself go so I wouldn't neglect my responsibilities. Because it was, it was a big, I was this primary character. Like I literally taught this little boy English I would walk him to school, fix the lunches. She worked graveyard, so I literally had to do all of it. You know, like I was like his primary caregiver. And there was no way that I could have messed that up because had I gone out to the club, I know I would have met somebody because that it just always happens. And I would have gotten attached and it would have been, you know, like I can't do this and you know, I'm gonna move with my boyfriend and that was not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It was extreme, but but in that moment, even though I was by myself, it wasn't about me. I, there was no moment for self-reflection or self-discovery because my priorities were my nephew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in that whole time, that was another experience, but it was almost like another relationship in a way. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, to where now these past two years, when I say it's single, like that's what I mean. Like on my own and like like no, not living with a family member now, like on my own. Like even though I have roommates, I still feel it just like I'm living on my own. Like this is a new experience. It's not a family member or a boyfriend. And that's who, that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to um to be able to just get up and go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? It's so like, oh, this is what it is. So that's one of the benefits, I guess. You're you're up to your own device. You can do whatever you want, right? Um, no, can I ask you just for because yeah, sometimes it is a little bit scary. Like for me, for example, like the the one that sticks out to me the but for the most recent was when I moved to the West Coast. Uh, it made me feel for a moment when I was like trying to find a, a new job and everything. It it made me feel like all my whole life I've been like wasting time. Like when I first came over, I only had my associates at the time. Mm. And I felt like shit. I was like, all this time I spent like hanging out, partying with friends, thinking like those things were fulfilling me a lot. Mm-hmm. But like now that I'm actually in this new city where I don't know anybody and the only thing I have is to show is my work experience and my I guess my associate's degree I felt like holy shit like I, I haven't put enough time and I, I haven't invested enough in into myself mm-hmm. and to me that was scary I felt like I wasted a lot of time did you have anything like similar to where you felt doing a transition from you being attached to someone mm. to move into a place where you now single and by yourself. Did you have like a that um, fear? That, yeah, um, yeah, like a it, moment because it's unfamiliar and it's almost culture shock. Mm. So yeah, you get this. Um, it's a it's a level of uncertainty that is that is crippling sometimes. 
So where and then I kind of I kind of like have this depression anxiety kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have like two panic attacks like each year, guaranteed. And it's just funny because depression and anxiety go hand in hand. But when I'm sad, like like depressed, especially after a breakup, like I feel I y'all talk about depressed and going through it. Mm-hmm. Like I go through it to where like you don't want to eat and you just want to sleep because it, it you are hurting. Mm-hmm. Like that emotional hurt manifests physically now. It, it takes away. But um, I have always been um. Since I'm always in my head, and, and a lot of people like, like see this as like a turnoff, or they, they see it as like, how do you, how are you even, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I do tend to like not take things too seriously, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and whatever is my problem at the moment, that's like my problem, you know? And that's where my focus is to where other things don't tend to, to matter. I'll figure that out later, okay. you know? Whereas someone like you, like in that moment, like you said, um, holy shit, like this is all I have to, to, to now get by off of. This isn't enough. What the fuck? It almost scares you into be like, I will never be in that position again. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? exactly. Uh... Which is what's the good thing that came out of that, right? With me, um, being by myself, whatever, it it's it wasn't so much fear; it was empowering. Okay. It was empowering, like everything that that's that's come out of being single. I like, it had you told me two years ago that you were gonna, I was gonna be single for two years, I would have been like, I'm gonna be depressed because when I'm alone, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Period. Not the case. It's completely like like I feel like I'm at my most confident. Like, I, I feel, I feel so empowered. Like, I feel like I can unleash the dragon, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I present myself, it's so, it's so, like, I have this energy, like, like can't nobody come for me, you know, like, in a way. Um, so it's been nothing but a positive thing, but that, it's because all the negative already happened. Oh, you know, kind of, that's just how I feel. I went through all the negative stuff where now anything negative or anything that's bad that's come into my life, I welcome, I welcomed it, you know, and obviously I wanted to be there because I know better, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like now, like you, you attack differently, you know, when, when things kind of line up. Am I where I would like to be? No, but I know had I gotten to that point back then, I would have fucked it up. Okay. Guaranteed because my focus was, was elsewhere. So I do think that things happen in their own time to where now, like I know whatever I want to venture off in and now it's going to be full throttle and it'll be like everything. Cause I can now, my priority isn't settling down with someone or establishing a, a relationship. That used to be like my my priority. I need to I need to get a husband or whatever. You know, like that. That needs to be like that. That for me was success. You meet someone and you build a life together. Mm-hmm. You know, to where now it's just like all right, it's up to me, and that's the most empowering thing. You know, oh. so it's it's it wasn't fear. It was, it was empowerment. Awesome. But that's only because all the fear was already already gone through. Awesome. Fear like I vacation there. You know, like now it's just like oh okay, it's not that bad. Whereas you, it was almost like the opposite. You know, so like it's like you. you you get exactly what you need to get at the moment you get it, right? It's like we have all these people putting wisdom into our ears when we're younger, but you disregard it, mm-hmm. you know, until you're ready to receive it. And, you know, and then it'll be like a shock. Sometimes you got to hit the wall. And, but it's when you hit the wall that you, you get those those moments where it clicks and you evolve. So. I want to thank Mano again for taking the time to talk with me. If you have any questions about some of the things that we talked about or have anything that you would like to comment on please feel free to send me an email at benefitsofbeingsingle at gmail.com or you can also leave a comment on the website at benefitsofbeingsinglepod.com and please remember to rate and subscribe and I will talk to you again soon thank you